Hello, and welcome to the Calvary Road Baptist Church Podcast. I'm Pastor Paul Shirley, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen. Each week, we will be releasing sermons and studies delivered directly from the pulpit at our church. Our goal with this podcast from Calvary Road Baptist Church is to make the gospel and sound biblical preaching more available to a wider audience. We hope that these sermons will be a blessing and an encouragement to you each week. As the scripture reads in Psalm 119 and verse 116, Uphold me according unto thy word, that I may live, and let me not be ashamed of my hope. Now, let's hear from God's word. And this morning, as I have been studying and praying, seeking what the Lord would have us to look at this morning, He took my heart to Psalm chapter 100. And I say that because my mind had some other things. And I'd actually had a couple of the verses, a couple of the places actually on the same topic that I plan on looking at this morning. And God took me to this chapter. Uh, and when you're a preacher and you begin to study your Bible, you'll find there are different types of messages different types of preaching. Uh, there is a, somewhat of a hot topic amongst some preachers, which I'll say this morning, I, I don't really have any time for that. Um, so long as we're preaching the Word of God, amen? But there's some say that you should never preach topically, which means you should never go to your Bible with a thought or a topic and build a message around that. Some say you should only preach expositorily, which means you go to a passage and you preach through those verses. Other people say, not only should you only preach expositorily, but you should never go anywhere in the Bible. You should start at the beginning, and every time you preach, you go to the next verse, and the next verse, and the next verse, till you get to the end, and then you start over. Um, as far as I'm concerned, the Bible says we're supposed to preach and teach the whole counsel of God. And so long as we're in the Word of God, and we're not preaching anything that's not found in the Word of God, we're preaching. Amen. And this morning, as I looked, I was looking topically on this thought of thanksgiving. Been on my mind. We've got Thanksgiving coming up here quickly. We've got the, the turkey back there in the back asking for people to give things that, uh, so that we can be a blessing to some others during what we celebrate in this country uh, as a day of Thanksgiving. Amen. Thanking God for our country. And we should. Let me just say that. We should thank God for our country. Amen. I'm thankful for those who have stood and fought for our country. We just celebrated. Veterans Day, and I, I want to say thank you to any of you here this morning who served our country. Uh, we are indebted to you. Amen. I want you to know we appreciate your service, and we thank God for you and for our country. We should be thankful. Amen. Uh, as we look in the Word of God, and that word thankfulness and that word of thanksgiving is present quite a bit, and the Lord grabbed my heart with Psalm chapter 100. And we're going to look through all five of these verses this morning as I come in here today. Uh, I, I just want God to know I'm thankful. Amen? As we're here this morning, and I'm, I'm going to preach to you this, this, I've got an outline here, I've got a thought and a message, and I, I've studied this passage, and I've looked at it, and I've asked the Lord to help me to expound the truth therein. But there, <clears throat> if there's one thing I want you to go out of here with today, it is that I'm thankful. And I thank God for everything He's done for me. I thank Him for everything He's given me. I thank Him for who He is. I thank Him for saving me. Amen? Thank Him that He has dealt bountifully with me. Uh, my wife just testified about how God has given us two healthy children and, and another one on the way, and, and here's the truth. God has just been extra good to me. Amen? He's been extra good to you. doesn't mean there's not difficult times, but man, God sure has been good to us. And, and as we look here at Psalm 100, verse number 1, you'll see there at the beginning, there, if your Bible's like mine, above it in either bold or, or italicized words. A lot of times it'll say something like this, and this one says, a psalm of praise. It's the only psalm in the book of Psalms that has that specific title. There's another, <clears throat> I believe it's 145, that's called David's psalm of praise. But this is the only one in the Bible that is called specifically a psalm of praise. And here's how he starts his psalm to the Lord. <clears throat> by saying, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. I say amen. He is God. 
It is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people, and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving, and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him, and bless His name. For the Lord is good. I say, Amen. His mercy is everlasting. And I say, Amen. And His truth endureth to all generations. I want to preach this morning on entering into His gates with thanksgiving. Let's pray. Our Father, Lord, we ask You now, God, if You would, Lord, that You'd meet with us here in this place for just a little while. God, I pray, help me to preach this message in the trueness of the Word of God and in the power of the Holy Spirit. God, if there's anything in me that might be a hindrance to the work of God, I pray that You'd remove it. I pray that there'd be no malice, Lord, that there'd be no pride, that there'd be no sin of any kind in my heart or mind this morning. God, I pray that You'd fill me with Your Spirit. God, that You'd pour me out. God, using the Word of God today to these people, help us in our hearts to see You. Help us to see You for who You are. And help us to thank You. We love You. In Jesus' name, Amen. You see that? That phrase there at the beginning, a psalm of praise. And if you look at that word praise there, we know what that word means. We know it means to extol in words or song. It means to, to magnify, to glorify, or to lift up on account of perfections or excellent works. That's the way that Webster's describes it. It means <clears throat> with our words and with our hands to praise Him. Amen. Praise Him. To lift Him up. It's John the Baptist style. He must increase. I must decrease. It's that He is high and He's lifted up and He's great and He's wonderful and everything He does is wonderful. Oh, that men would praise Him for His goodness and, His wonderful, and the wonderful works He does for the children of men. It said Psalm 107, how that we would praise Him to lift Him up. And that's what this psalm is for. It is to lift up God. In fact, if you go back and you look at that word praise in the original Hebrew, that word Todah, you look at just go all the way back to the ancient Hebrew, you'll find those words were prescribed with, with, uh, with, with pictograms a lot of times. Those letters they used were so ancient. And the letter used in that word pray that we use as word praise, it has a pictogram that is depicted as an arm and a hand raised to God. Because that is exactly what praise is it is the raising of our hands and our voices to a God in heaven who is worthy to be praised. Amen. That's what praise is. It is a, <clears throat> brother, brother Joe called it the sacrifice of our lips. The praise. That we give the sacrifice to the praise of our lips continually. That we are to give that to God. It is, a, it is a gift of praise and extolling and lifting Him up with our hands and with our voices. We praise Him. Then in verse number 4, that same word <clears throat> that is used, and that is, Translated as praise, there in a psalm of praise is translated as thanksgiving in verse number four. Because let me submit to you, you can't praise God without thanking Him. You can't praise God without being thankful. You can't lift Him up without being thankful for who He is, for all He's done. Amen. Now, I want to go down verse by verse and try not to get ahead of myself here, but I'll tell you. We know that word, thanksgiving, we know it. and we, well, Like I said, here, here soon we'll celebrate it. And a lot of times in our homes, around the table, or, or wherever it may be, we'll say, why don't somebody tell us something you're thankful for? You ever do that in, in your house, around the table, things like that? And, and we take that day of time and to, to be thankful. Well, can I tell you where your thanks needs to be pointed? It needs to be pointed toward God. Now, there is nothing wrong with thanking a person for something. In fact, it's good manners, right? It's good to say, thank you. Amen. When my children are given something, I, I tell them, say thank you. We teach them to be thankful because we should be thankful in all things, right? But we should be especially thankful in everything to our God. He is the one person who is truly deserving of thanks. Amen. Here's the truth. I don't deserve thanks from anybody. I don't, I don't deserve anything. I am low. Amen. I'm not good. I'm not righteous. But we thank one another because it is kind and it is right and it is good. But God, He deserves our thanks. He is worthy to be praised. Can you say amen? And, and what I want you to do this morning as we go through these verses is take a second and consider, are you thankful? 
Are we thanking Him? Is He worthy to be thanked? Is He worthy to be praised? And if the answer is yes, then let's thank Him. Amen. Let's thank Him this morning for being so very good to us. This is a psalm for God's people. There in verse number two, verse number two I believe it was, <clears throat> or let me look at it, and it's verse number one where he said, uh, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. That includes all lands, not just Israel. Now at this time, Israel, those were God's people, and if anybody had a reason to thank God, it was them. And I say amen. But in that verse, God made sure to, make, to have that, that psalmist pin down those words, all ye lands, because God is the God of all the earth. He is your God and my God, and all men everywhere, all women everywhere, all children everywhere ought to praise Him and to thank Him. As God has enveloped all nations into His embrace in Christ Jesus, we can gladly stand together in His holy place right here, and we can join together in making praise to His name. Now there is somewhat of a movement <clears throat> in modern religion where praise, what they call praise and worship, glorifies men more than God. Men have no right to be glorified. Only God is worthy of glory. Can we say amen right there? So as we praise Him, let's be sure that it is He we are praising. Amen. And He that we are thankful. Two and four. Verse one. I want you to see an acclamation of thanksgiving. Here's what He said. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Verse 2, he said in that last part, come before His presence with singing. Now, when we think of that word, that phrase, joyful noise, we often talk about singing, right? And we kind of say, well, you know, I may not be able to sing very well, but it don't say sing well, it says make a joyful noise. And I'll say amen. That, I think that does apply to singing. And in fact, there in verse 2, we have it right there. Come before His presence with singing. So singing is tied into praise. But if you look at that word joyful noise, first we see that it is a, it is a high acclamation. It is a loud noise. That word noise. You look at that. We can go back again to the Hebrew. We can see how that word, that phraseology is used throughout the Bible. And it's used in a couple times. It's used in Joshua 6.16. When they went around Jericho and at the end of that, they let out a shout. And that shout is the joyful noise of Psalm 100 and verse number 1. That loud exclamation. That acclamation of a sound. Amen. Anybody who says... Church ought not ever be loud, needs to read the Bible. <clears throat> as far as I can find, there's a lot of times in the Bible where when God showed up, people got loud. Now, I'll tell you this, not, not being loud doesn't mean God's in it. I can show you in the Bible where they shouted and it shook the earth there in 1 Samuel, but God wasn't in it. But when we praise Him in truth and in spirit, you know how it's not? Amen, praise Lord. Now, sometimes, <clears throat> worship is quiet. Worship and praise, I know we often lump them together, but they are not the same thing. Praise is a lifting up of God. Worship is a lowering of ourselves in honor of God. Worship is, is often been described like a dog licking the hand of his master. That it is acknowledging how incredible and great and powerful he is and how small we are. Amen. That's worship. But praise is not like that. Praise is not a lowering, quiet... Amen. I've been in services where there's a lot of worship going on and the altars were full. But a, a service where praise is going on, it's like this. With hands up to God. Thank You, Lord, for saving my soul. Hallelujah. Y'all remember that word, hallelujah? You know, it's a good Bible word. It, it, it is to lift up God. It is to acknowledge Him. Glory to His name. Amen. My buddy John, who passed away last year, he would sing a song in our youth choir called City of Refuge. At his funeral, they played a recording of him singing that. And when you get to that second verse, it talks about that great span that God had to reach over to get to me, he'd break down every time. And he'd start crying. And a lot of times, he'd throw out on him, he'd say, Glory! Glory! He'd start doing that. You know what he's doing? He was praising. Amen. I, I've seen praise happen in different ways in different churches. Some it's a hallelujah. Some it's praise His name. Some it's amen, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. And others it's just a shout. 
Woo! Of exclamation. I believe it's all biblical. Amen. I can show you in the Bible where it is. Say, well, that ain't really just me. Well, maybe you ought to ask God if He'll make that you. You'll find out there is something special about praising His name with an acclamation of a joyful noise. Now, there's a difference in a sound and a noise. Amen? A sound can be low and quiet. A noise gets your attention. What's that noise? You ever say that? <clears throat> a joyful noise is something that comes out that is meant to get the attention of God, and it is a sound of praise. Amen. That same is used as a, a call, a shout of triumph in Judges 15, 14. It is the loud blast of the trumpet in Numbers 10 and verse 9. It is a joyful noise. It is a noise that comes from joy. It is a high acclamation. It is a happy acclamation. It's not just a noise, but it is a joyful noise. Amen. That's what separates it from other forms of noise in the Bible. Sometimes that, that sound of triumph or that sound of the trumpet, this one is specific in that it comes from a happy place. Amen. It means that it comes from a place where I am in the midst of God, around the people of God. Like Psalm 47, 1 said, Oh, clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. It is a, a joyful sound that comes out of God's people and that is acknowledging God and lifting Him up. Amen. A joyful noise is never meant to draw attention to you. It is meant to draw attention to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise His name. It is a, it is a happy exclamation. Charles Spurgeon said this, Our happy God should be worshipped by a happy people. A cheerful spirit is in keeping with His nature, His acts, and the gratitude which we should cherish for His mercies. And I say, Amen. God is not miserable. God is not unhappy. He is a happy God. It pleases Him to see the rejoicing and the praise of His people coming to Him with thanksgiving. It's an acclamation of thanksgiving. It is a high, loud, clear acclamation. It's a happy sound of joy, and it's a holy Acclamation, Psalm 18.3 said, I will call upon the Lord as we sing, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved, mine enemies. Our praise is not toward men, but it is toward the Lord, for He is worthy to be praised. Is He worthy? Is He worthy? Amen. He is. The acclamation of thanksgiving. We see the action of thanksgiving in verse 2 where it said, Serve the Lord with gladness. I see that. What's gladness? Have you ever heard anything made you glad? Amen. Someone's been sick and you get a phone call, you get a text. They're better. They got good news. Man, I'm glad. Amen. My cousin Grace, uh, her, she and her husband went in Friday and they had their baby. He sent a picture out with that little girl, uh, Oakley, I think they named her. And I said, I was glad. Amen, I'm, I'm glad. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for them, and I'm glad that she's healthy in here. Amen. I'm glad. Well, we're supposed to serve the Lord with gladness. That means we're supposed to be happy about serving Him. Not only is our thankfulness shown through our acclamation of shouting and singing that acclamation of thanksgiving, but it is shown in our action of thanksgiving, our action of service. Amen. You ever seen somebody... Who, yeah, well, they might be serving the Lord, but they ain't happy about it. Amen? <clears throat> Man, it sure is hard to serve the Lord. Somebody asked me how things, I think it was maybe Brett, he asked me right before church how things went traveling down in, in Georgia and preaching for my brother and things. I said, Th things went good. Of course, it, you know, he and y'all knew, and I'd said how that I'd been dealing a little bit with the stomach bug, and then I just things just wasn't quite right with me through the week and kind of had to deal with some of that. And he said, well, maybe, I said, well, yeah, that stuff is kind of tough. And the truth is, that stuff was tough. There was a couple days where I thought, Lord, I'd rather be at home in my bed right now. You know, when you're sick, you just want to be at home. Amen? And I had a little bit of that, especially on Tuesday night and I, in that hotel room. I thought, Lord, what is going on? Amen? But I got to go Wednesday night, and I got to stand up and preach. The message I preached here a few weeks back on the, the perils of a wounded spirit. And when I was preaching, I'd been sick that morning, and just asking the Lord to help me. I hadn't really eat, just not really feeling good, shaky, and just tired, and, Went into their church Wednesday night, and I stood up and preached. And when I was preaching, 
I'll be honest, sometimes when you preach, it just feels like, Brother Tim, like God's just pouring it out of you. Other times you feel like you're swimming through molasses. And you're fighting for every step and you, you can't catch your breath and it's just like, oh, it's a physical fight, it's a spiritual battle. And I'll be honest, I was preaching Wednesday night and I thought, man, I don't know if this is getting anywhere. And then Brother Caleb come up and they sang a song, gave an invitation, and they flooded the altars. People come to me with tears in their eyes after church said, Thank you so much for following the Lord. That helped me. You don't know how much that helped me. And I'm sitting there thinking, wasn't even fun. Amen? Preaching's fun. I like preaching. I do. I enjoy preaching. And here I was just trying, just trying to stick with it. You know what I found out? There is gladness in serving the Lord. Even when, even when things are tough, and even when we're having to serve Him in something that is hard, and something that ain't easy, we should serve Him and say, God... I may not love what's going on right now, and, and I may not be sure about what's going to happen next, but I sure am glad that you would choose to use me and to let me serve you. Amen? We're going to serve Him with gladness. It is a joy to serve the Lord. Deuteronomy chapter 28 said this, the Lord said this, Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart, for the abundance of all things, Therefore shalt thou serve thine enemies, which the Lord shall send against thee in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and one of all things, and he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he have destroyed thee. Well, that's a pretty bleak other side of the fence. Can I tell you? I'd rather serve God and serve Him with joy and with gladness. Amen? It's like when He said to those servants in the New Testament, He said, when you... When those servants, when you serve your master, he said, don't serve it as unto men, but what you do, do it as it's unto the Lord and not unto men, because we ought to serve God with joy and gladness. Amen. It's a joy, Brother Joe said. It's a blessing to get to clean the church. And I say, amen. It's a blessing to get to take out the garbage, to get to work on something at the church, to get to be used by God. And some people, they float through life with all the blessings of God, and they, they don't find any joy in serving Him. Can I tell you, there's nothing like serving the Lord. There is no boss that's going to be a better boss than God. Amen. It's the action of thanksgiving. We see the acknowledgement of thanksgiving in verse number 3. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. He is God. It's the acknowledgement of Him as our chief. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. He's the God of heaven. He is our God. Psalm 144, 15 said, Happy is that people that is in such a case. Yea, happy is that people whose God is the Lord. He's our God. Amen. Did you know that our God is better than any other God? Amen. The number one reason He's better is because He's real. Hallelujah. But even if there were other gods, ours is better. Amen. Our God loves us like no other God. Amen. Our God blesses us like no other God. He is a great and wonderful God. He is a joyful God. He is a God of all comfort. He is the God of peace that passeth understanding. He is the God of all goodness. He is our God. He's our God. And did you know there was a time where He wouldn't have been your God? There was a time when us who were not Jews were kind of set aside, but God has opened His arms wide and said, Come unto me, all ye, amen, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He is our God. He's our chief. He is the great God. That's who He is. The wonderful God. The holy God. The powerful God. That's who He is. And we ought to be thankful that He's our God. The Lord, He is God. He is our God. That's the acknowledgement of Him as our chief. The acknowledgement of Him as our creator. It said, it is He that hath made us and not we ourselves. Man, I feel like the world likes to act half like they made themselves. Amen? Man wants to be his own God. Here's the problem. You ever said to one of your children, I brought you into this world, I can take you out? Anybody, anybody, any of your parents ever say anything like that to you? Well, there's some level of truth to that. But God, it is He who gives life. Job said, Lord giveth and taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's Him. He is our chief, but He is our creator. He literally made us. Amen. Everything that we are is in the palm of His hand. That's who He is. Psalm 95 verse 6 says, O come, let us worship and bow down. You see that worship is tied in 
with bowing down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. When we think of Him, the God who with His words created all the universe, you know what it ought to do? It ought to make us want to kneel. That song, bow the knee. Bow the knee. He is King of all the ages. Bow the knee. Isaiah said, I saw Him high and lifted up. When we did, He said, I'm undone. That's what He said, I am undone. Because if we acknowledge Him who, for who He is, as our, not just our God, this, this great, wonderful God who leads us and helps us and blesses us, but our Creator, the One who made us from the dust of the earth and breathed into man a living soul, well then we understand who He is. And we should thank Him. That He would make us. You ever thank God for just giving you another day? Amen. Giving you life? Amen. Acknowledge Him as our creator. Acknowledge Him as our contentment. Here's what it said. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. The psalmist said in Psalm 23 and verse 1, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He's our shepherd because we are His sheep. Amen. You know, my dad raised sheep, and I'll just tell you, there's not a dumber animal. Amen. I have seen sheep do things, and I have thought, how dumb do you got to be? <laughs> Amen. Now I'm talking about real sheep. I mean, I've seen some crazy stuff. For the sake of time, I won't go into stories right now, but I mean, I have seen them, and I have thought, just stop. You're, you're literally hurting yourself, and all the shepherd's trying to do is help you. Will you just stop? Amen. Let him help you. Jesus said this in John chapter 10, verse 14. He said, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. Later on in verse number 26, He said this, But ye believe not, because you're not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. We need to acknowledge Him, not just that He's our chief and creator, but He is our contentment. We're His people and the sheep of His pasture. What does that mean? You know how the sheep that my dad raised, you know how they ate when the shepherd took them to where the food was or took the food right to them? That's where they got their water from the shepherd. They got their food from the shepherd. They got their medicine from the shepherd. Amen. They got their comfort from the shepherd. When a you would go in there and, and it would be lambing season, we'd go in there and the lambs would be born. I've seen some things go on in there and it's just sad. A lamb die and then a mama die and then you got a lamb with no mama and a mama, a you, a mama you with no lamb. And I've seen my dad do something can't think of the word they call it right now. It might be grafting. They take that wool off of the dead lamb, put it on the living lamb, and take it to that mama. Because that mama who her lamb has died, she's not going to let some other lamb come and feed off of her. But the shepherd could take that wool off of that lamb that didn't live and put it on that living lamb, and that mama, you would smell it, and she'd take it in as her own. Because when the shepherd is involved, there's no hurt that can't be healed. When the shepherd is involved, there's no hunger that can't be filled. When the shepherd is involved, we've got everything we need. He is our God, and we are the sheep of His pasture. We are. He loves us. Jesus said He'll gladly leave the 99 to find the one lost sheep. Has He ever been that for you? Amen. Because He is not just a shepherd, but He's our shepherd. And He's not just our shepherd, but Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. That's who He is. He is our contentment. That is, a, that is who He is, and we need to acknowledge Him, that He is wonderful. He is a great God who has made us, and He is above us, but He is also right here with us. He walks with us. He talks with us. He feeds us. He protects us. He provides for us. He is our contentment. He is our protector. He is our peace. He is all that we need. And therefore, we should enter into His gates with thanksgiving. The acknowledgement of thanksgiving, we see the attendance of thanksgiving. Verse 4, 
Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him and bless His name. We should be thankful everywhere. We should be thankful always. But in, but in verse number 4, we should be thankful specifically and especially when we enter into His gates. Those gates, some would say it's the gates of Jerusalem. Others would say it's the gates of the temple and the tabernacle. I'm more inclined to believe it's the gate of the tabernacle. Either way, it's when you come into God's place amongst God's people, whether that is the gates of Jerusalem where God's people lived or the temple or tabernacle where God's people gathered to worship. The gates, when we enter in, we should do so with thanksgiving. Amen. When you walk in those back doors, Brother Jason or Brother Marty back there, or Braden a lot of time be standing outside. He's not going to do it right now because I don't know if you all know this, but Braden, he's cold. Amen. All the time. Amen? Amen. Amen. 80 degrees outside, he's got a jacket on. I'm like, dude, he's like, man, I'm cold. It's freezing. This boy, this boy is, he's a cold-natured boy. Me, I'm the opposite. I'm usually hot. Amen. But you see them, they open them the gates. Let me, give you some, let me give you some encouragement. When you walk in that back door, you ought to do so with thanksgiving. Glad to be in church. Glad to be here. Even when I don't feel like it, man, I'm glad I'm here. Even when I'm tired, glad I'm in church. Amen? Glad to be here. Glad to be saved. Thankful that God would give us a church. Brooke sang that song a second ago. For this church to worship and pray. Or thank God for your church and the people in your church. Amen. And that God would come here and speak to you. When you enter in those doors, those gates, you ought to do so with thanksgiving. A, a heart that cries out in joy for the goodness of the Lord. We ought to, we ought to thank Him and walk in and have a heart of joy and thanksgiving when we walk in the gates, the door to his house. But not just when we walk in the gate, but it talks about those courts. You know what those courts are? Those courts are the places there at the tabernacle. Those places there at the temple that were outside the main part of the sanctuary. The main part of the inside of the temple is where they would go to perform the sacrifice. But the courts were outside there where people would gather and they would sing psalms of praise and worship the Lord in His sanctuary. Those are the courts. So where's the courts? Where we're supposed to come into with praise. Well, we don't have a tabernacle or a temple. What we have is we've got the church in the house of God. It is the same thing. It is the place where God's people gather for His Word. And here's what He said, when you come in to His gates and you enter into His courts, you should do so with thanksgiving and with praise. Do you all see that? You ought to, and then you'll see it that in the second part of the verse, you're given the explanation of what to do. What does that mean, enter into His gates with thanksgiving? It means be thankful unto Him. You see that? Enter into His gates with thanksgiving, be thankful unto Him. Well, what does it mean to come into His courts with praise? Bless His name. That is an audible, bless the Lord. Oh my soul, all that's within me, bless His holy name. Thank the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's the sacrifice of our lips. Amen. We're to enter into His gates. That is the attendance of thanksgiving. We're supposed to be thankful everywhere. We ought to praise Him all the time. But if there's one place where we ought to always praise Him, it's here. Amen. Now, let me just say this. I don't expect every time that myself or Brother Joe might, or anybody might say, hey, anybody got a word on their heart of praise? I don't expect everyone in the house. In fact, if I'm being honest, I'm not even looking for that a lot of times. I mean, if every time we ask Brother Tim, every person in the house gave it, it'd add an hour to church. Maybe that's why a lot of you are sitting down. Amen. <laughs> but I do expect someone to. Because we're here. <clears throat> Amen. So, well, I'm just, I don't really feel led by the Lord. We well, don't have to be. Amen. Somebody asked me who my favorite quarterback is. I don't have to say, well, I don't really feel led to talk about how Peyton Manning is the best quarterback to ever played football. I don't have to do that. I'll just say, Peyton Manning is the best quarterback to ever played football. Because I believe that. I think that. It's my opinion. We won't, we, that don't bother us, does it? Amen? It don't bother us to say, who's our favorite uh, sports player? What's our favorite TV show? What's our favorite book? What's our favorite restaurant? Amen. 
That don't bother us to talk about those things. In fact, we'll go, hey, did you see that show? Did you watch that game? We'll instigate that. Why do we think we have to have some sort of super-powered movement of the Holy Ghost to literally in His house with His people say, hey, I just want to say I'm thankful that God is so good to me. You, you don't Now, sometimes the Lord, can I just tell you, sometimes the Lord will come by, Brother Tim, and that preacher will get up and will say, anybody go word on their heart, and you'll feel your heart go. The Lord's saying, you need to say something, you need to say something. Now, I've felt that. Hey, let me help you. When you feel that, you better get up. You better get up. For two reasons. One, he might not be happy if you don't. But number two, man, you're going to miss out on a wonderful blessing if you don't. But let me help you with something. You don't got to feel that to praise His name. You don't have to feel that to, let's use this word because it's biblical, bless His name. Where? Right here. Out there, you ought to tell people you're, how you doing? I'm blessed. Amen. Thank the Lord I'm saved. Those things, that's great. You need to do that. That's good. But in here, you have to do that. Now, I'm not going to make you. But we are commanded scripturally. Well, are you glad you're saved? We'll say amen. You should say that sometimes. You'd be shocked. Amen? You ever seen a young kid? A young, I remember after teen camp this year, a couple of y'all, one Sunday morning. You remember that? Y'all remember that? Stood up and, and gave a little testimony. I'm glad I'm saved. That was a blessing. Amen. Brother Dennis, was that a blessing to hear some of them? Amen. Just to, when you see a young person do that for the first time, you know what will happen if they keep doing that? They'll get addicted to it. Amen. Because there's no feeling like the joy of the Lord. Amen. There's no, and it ain't about feelings, but I'll tell you, there's no feeling like the joy of the Lord. And the joy of the Lord bubbles up in His house when He inhabits the praise of His people. So why aren't we having big, you know, big shouting meetings? And why aren't we having big blowout blessing, you know, meetings like what we used to have or this? Well, you, you've been shouting. Amen. You've been blessing His name. Somebody's got to go first, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We're in His courts. You know what we need to do? We need to enter in with thanksgiving. And when we enter in with thanksgiving, you know what that means? It means we ought to be thankful. And because we are thankful... When we come into His house amongst His people in His courts, we ought to bless His name. Not every time the doors are open and we come in here, do we need everybody to stand up and bless God, we ain't leaving everybody, nothing like that. But if you ain't done it in a while, you ought to say, you know what, it's about time. It's about time for me to say, hey, I'm just glad I'm saved. <clears throat> Amen. You don't got to give a 10-minute dissertation on, on what you've learned about God in the last month to give a testimony. If that's what the Lord puts on your heart, sure. But you can just say, I'm glad I'm saved. Like Brother Jamie, I'm glad for the tears that God's given me. Amen. I'm glad for the blessings on my life. I say, Amen. Bless His name. In His courts, in here, we have to. If we don't, can I tell you something? I believe if we don't, we disappoint Him. We disappoint Him. Church is for you. Come in here to get fed. Come in here to, to get admonished, to get reproved and rebuked sometimes, to get exhorted, to get help from God. We come in here, and, and that's the truth. Most of what goes on in here, you know, in the preaching, a lot of that, it's for you. It's for God to help you, to speak to you. It's for you. God's doing something for you. Being in church is not a work. It's like going to the dinner table. Amen? But when we're in here, in this house of praise, how dare we come in here and not at least offer Him some praise? Is He worthy? Has He told us to do it? Then what is it that's holding us back from being thankful? Well, y'all know I really am. Well, amen. But the Bible says that He wants us to give the sacrifice of the praise of our lips. And I didn't, I didn't tell Brother Joe what I was going to preach, and I didn't tell him to mention that before he got up here. But that's what the Bible says, because sometimes it's sacrificial. God ever spoke to your heart and said, you need to, you need to say something, you need to... Praise my name, and you're in the middle of a storm. Thinking, God, I don't really feel it. You ever come to church and thinking, God, I'm, I'm cold, I'm hurting, I'm in the middle of a difficult time in my life, I don't know what's going to happen, and then the preacher or, 
whoever get up and say, anybody got a word in their heart and the Lord says, you need to thank me for saving you. Anybody experience that? And you thank God? Right now? I don't even feel that. Let me encourage you something. You don't got to feel it. It's true. I just want to say God is good. All the time. And sometime when you're in a dark time and you're in a low place, it's like David over there. My enemies have passed me about. My enemies are exalted over me. Day and night. And he said this, I'll sing unto the Lord, for thou hast dealt bountifully with me. That's the author of Thanksgiving in verse number 5. We're done. For the Lord is good. Why should we be thankful? Well, because of His goodness. Psalm 34, 8, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in Him. Psalm 103, verse 1, Psalm of David said this, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Sometimes we look at this little sour situation, this, this, or maybe this big, difficult trial, and because of those hard or negative or difficult things in our lives, we ignore all the benefits. That's why David said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not. Don't forget. He's good. He's good. He's always been good. Amen. He'll be good again tomorrow. He is a good God. He is, his ways are higher than our ways. He is a good God. If we'll just not forget, then we can bless His name. Because of His goodness. His mercy, it says, is everlasting. Because of His goodness. Because of His graciousness. Psalm 118.1 said, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, because His mercy endureth forever. What does that mean, endureth? It lasts. But to endure something implies there is something trying to get you to give it up. It implies resistance, right? We endure something that is hard, something that is challenging. Something that is difficult. We endure the weight of something. We endure the, the cold or the, the wind beating against us. We endure that. Here's what the Bible said. His mercy endureth forever. You know what His mercy's got to endure? You and me. Amen. Has anybody ever tried your mercies? Anybody, let's say like this. Anybody ever tried your patience? My patience is growing thin, they say. They tried it. Can I submit something to you tonight? My mercies have a limit. There's a point where somebody could cross it, and I think I'd be all out of mercy. I'm going to be real with you. I, I, I love people and I want to serve the Lord, but there's going to, and, and I, but I just feel like there's a point where you're going to cross a line, where my mercy's going to run out. If I was God, I'd be sending lightning bolts down right now on some things. Amen? Let's just be real. Somebody gets up and somebody is, is actively working against God. I'm like, God, why don't you just send a strong wind and just let that tree just... You know? <laughs> Any of y'all ever thought that? The world would be better off without that person in it? You ever thought that about somebody? My mercy, it does not endure forever. His does. Here's what Lamentation said about His mercy. Said, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Because He's a consuming fire. The God is a consuming fire, right? So it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Why? Because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Every morning when I get out of bed, I bow my head and I pray, Lord, thank You for another day. Forgive me for how I failed You. He's got a brand new set of mercies for me. 
every morning. I failed you last night. Well, that's okay. Because now it's morning and my mercies have reset. They endure to the end of the day and then they start right over at the top of the morning. Amen. That's who He is. That's how He is. Why should we be thankful? Because He's good. Amen. The Lord is good. Why should we be thankful? Because His mercies are everlasting. They never run out. Have you ever tried the mercies of God? Have you ever done anything and thought, God, y'all, why aren't you done with me yet? Is there somebody out there right now who you know they're out in sin and, and they're not doing right and they're not serving God? And you're saying, God, please give them mercy. Well, He will. His mercies are everlasting. He's gracious. We're thankful because of His goodness. We're thankful because of His graciousness. And we're thankful because of His gospel. Peter chapter 1, let me read these verses, we'll be done. Peter chapter 1, verse 18, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by Him do believe in God, that raised Him up from the dead and gave Him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, seeing that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. Verse 23, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the Word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. The last part of that verse in Psalm 100 and verse number 5 says this, His truth endureth to all generations. Why should we be thankful? He has authored our thankfulness in His goodness. He's been so good to us, we ought to thank Him, we ought to praise Him. We say Amen. He's been so gracious and merciful to us. We ought to thank Him. We ought to praise Him. And we ought to thank Him and we ought to praise Him because of His truth. What truth? Peter said it. What is that word? Well, that word is the gospel. And that gospel is to us. Are you saved? Are you saved this morning? If you're saved, you ought to praise Him. So, well, Brother Paul, right now, I just don't really feel the goodness of God in my life. I'm going through a hard time. I'm in a dark cave. I'm in a valley. I'm struggling. I just... Well, are you saved? Because if you're saved, then you can praise Him because His truth endures to all generations. Because he saved you. Amen. So, Brother Paul, I, right now, I, I'm going through it. Right now, I'm looking around. And right now, I, I don't know. I've messed up. And, and I, I, just, I just I don't deserve the mercy of God. And, and you know, I, I just don't know if, if God will forgive me for the things I've done. Oh, have you been saved? If you've been saved, it's already done. The forgiveness, it's already yours. All you got to do... We confess our sins, He's faithful and just. Forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He's right there. So I, I just, you know, I, I don't know, if you don't know about the goodness of God right now, and maybe you can't see the mercies of God right now, but you've been saved, then you can praise Him. And you can be thankful because His truth endures to all generations. And His gospel has saved us. Are you saved this morning? Is your God the Lord? Are you thankful? The Bible tells us, I believe it's in Timothy, in the last days perilous times shall come. You know what one of those perils is? It's unthankfulness. The Bible said men shall be lovers of their own selves, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, and describes them as unthankful. An unthankful person is a selfish person. Someone, when I look at my child and I say, now you tell them thank you, 
and they won't do it? Well, that's selfishness. Amen. Well, assuming that, well, maybe they're shy. Well, let me help you with this. Shyness, pretty close to selfishness. It's saying, I would rather not do a good thing or something that needs to be done than make myself uncomfortable. Amen. And by the way, I'm kind of shy. I have that weird social anxiety. And the Lord convicts me and says, are you really more concerned with how you feel than giving somebody the gospel? Amen. Amen. Unthankful. But hadn't God been good to you? Amen. Hadn't God been gracious to you? Amen. Hadn't you been saved? Amen. Are you thankful right here, right now, in here? Are you thankful? Have you thanked Him? Have you said, bless the Lord? Have you said, praise His name? Have you said, thank you, Lord, for saving my soul? You're the best thing that ever happened to me. Did you sing out in the congregational singing? Amen. Of thanking Him and praising Him through song. Do you, do you bow your head in prayer at the time of invitation and say, God, thank you, Lord, for saving me? Do you thank Him? Do you come into His gates with thanksgiving? Do you come into His courts with praise? Let's stand. Thank you again for listening to the Calvary Road Baptist Church podcast. If you would like to learn more about our church in Shepherdsville, Kentucky, you can find the link to our website in the show notes to www.calvaryroadbaptistchurch.com. We're so thankful that you've taken the time to listen to today's sermon, and we hope that the Lord will use it to edify you in the faith. If you'd like to help spread the word about this podcast, you can do so by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts or by telling a friend. Thank you again, and have a blessed day in the Lord. Thank you.